Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast and to Grief Tip Tuesday. Hello. For those of you who are new um, and joining us, this is Grief Tip Tuesday, which is our weekly segment by you all and for you all. And it's where we share um, tips and advice on grief-related topics. And today's episode is all about grief triggers, aka grief bombs. Um, Massive thank you to everyone who responded to our call out on Instagram to share their experience and tips around this important topic. So for anyone who isn't familiar, a grief bomb, we have coined this term. It is what we call when a wave of grief hits you, but we feel like it's more of a bomb that hits you out of nowhere. And it can feel like an explosion of emotions and catch you really off guard. And sometimes this just randomly happens out of nowhere. Um, Sometimes grief unexpectedly is triggered by something that reminds you of your loved one. Um, It can be a song, it can be a smell, all sorts of things. And I think it's important to note that over time, although grief can become more manageable, these bombs, I think, will always hit and the time between will lengthen. But even years down the line, grief bombs will come and get you. So, yeah, it is something that I think doesn't necessarily go away altogether. I think just like you said, the length of time between them, it gets longer and longer. Like I know for me personally, when I, you know, in the months after losing mum, they felt like they were constant and now they might happen, you know, every couple of months. And I remember, you know, there's, it's, it's traditionally it's called the waves of grief. And I remember after mum died, my husband um, sent me a poem that talks about the waves of grief and how over time they do become less and less. And so a grief bomb is exactly the same. And um, sometimes they strike out of nowhere and, and they just do catch you off guard, don't they? Yeah. And we put a Q&A up on our Instagram to find out where you guys were when you have had grief bombs hit. And we wanted to share some of the most common places so that you guys don't feel alone. Um, so one of the top ones was definitely in the grocery store. So lots of G bombs hitting in the supermarkets, um, especially I think when a familiar song comes on in the supermarket. So chocolate for breakfast. One of our followers has said that they put their fingers in their ears and run for the exit when that happens, which I think is a <laughs> smart move. Um, weirdly, another place people said they've had the grief bomb hit is on an aeroplane. Interesting. Really interesting. I don't think I've been on a long haul flight since my mum died. No, I haven't because of COVID, but I'll be looking out for the grief bombs on the plane. I had to have a, well, two long haul flights, one on the way to the UK after mum died and then one on the way back. And, um, Yeah. Definitely. You've got, I think it's because you've got a lot of time, right, to sit with your thoughts and and there are very few distractions because, you know, you are just sitting on a long haul flight with only the TV and then whatever, oh you God, know. sad movies. Yeah. Um, so that, that could actually be why, um, maybe. Yeah. 
and lots of G-bombs hitting when people are at work, which, gosh, that's hard to manage when you're trying to hold it together at work. And Trinka Blinker, love these Great names, name. <laughs> <laughs> said she was in a restaurant in Poland when a grief bomb hit and she cried into her pierogi. Oh. <laughs> the grief tapes got hit with a G-bomb in a nightclub. Um, and Usually the, the beat that drops there, not your grief. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. That was a really <laughs> bad joke. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good one, Em. Um, to Daddy with Love says that they were at work on a Teams meeting and Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day, came on the radio. I mean, that'll do it to you, won't it? Oh, yeah. I um, was in a coffee shop before lockdown and it was my local coffee shop and my mum's funeral song came on and it hit me then and I kind of was like trying to explain to him at the book barista who I know quite well that like oh this is my mum's funeral song and like you know <laughs> and you're just looking at me like blank like what like yeah I was like I've just got to go like <laughs> yeah can you turn it off no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have been in an uber when it's come on as well um I was with a colleague and it hit me I was in an uber and like the song came on and I just had to say like can you just do you mind just skipping this track um so yeah if it happens to you and you hear a song don't be afraid to ask someone to skip it if it's if you can feel a g-bomb about to land yeah lots of um grief bombs when you're driving in the car the place that you've got time isn't it yeah and I think quite often like we're listening like to music and it's almost like sometimes when you're driving you're like in a meditative state you know it's kind of like I mean I fucking hope you're not well yeah (laughs) (laughs) just you know closing my eyes no but you're kind of like you know it's sort of like you're like relaxed a little bit and like yeah I just I just meditate when I drive guys be they careful. always say on meditation, do not fucking do this if you're driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I've been doing it wrong all this time. Um, uh, and then more aeroplanes, which is interesting. So uh, funny. Um, so let's get stuck into the tips on this one and how to manage grief bombs when they hit. So Emily says, get it out, go somewhere quiet like the toilets and just breathe in capital letters. Also, sip some water if you can. Great advice. Breathing is so important. And sometimes when we're in that state, we can forget to do such a normal thing like breathing. So, yeah, really connect with your breath. Um, Georgie Taylor also says deep breaths and EFT tapping. Great one. That's a really good suggestion. And EFT tapping, for those of you that don't know, um, it stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, which people can often refer to as EFT. Um, and it's an I alternative. I know that. This is interesting. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to start tapping myself. Oh, mate, I feel like you'd love it. Get involved. There's like loads oh, of YouTube tapping tutorials. Tapping away. Tap, tap, tap. Um, <laughs> and it's something that uh, Rebecca Jacks talks about as well, um, our friend Rebecca Jacks, who's one of our previous podcast guests. But basically, it's an alternative therapy for anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, order and other conditions and you basically tap on different parts of the body and it really helps to balance energy and reduce the physical and emotional pain and so and you can do it like in sort of five ten minute sequences so that's a great suggestion Georgie and for anyone that thinks they might benefit from it check it out there's loads of YouTube um, tutorials on how to do it so Oh, I love this. I'm totally going to start tapping away. Thanks, oh, it's Georgie. right up your street, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good tap. <laughs> um, I used to do tap dancing, though. That's another bad joke. Why am I out with all the bad jokes? Oh, you're cranking them out today, my friend. Oh, gosh. Okay, so back on track. Ivoniana says, talk to your loved one out loud while it passes. 
This is an interesting one, but I guess sometimes if you're in public, that might be a bit hard to do. Like in the middle of the supermarket, I'll be like, hey, mom, I'm having a great bomb. <laughs> but if you can find a private space, I think that's such a such a nice thing to do. I think we can be afraid to speak out loud to our loved ones, but it's something that David the Medium has sort of taught us to do as a great way of connecting with them. Um, so thank you for that wonderful tip. Speaking of grief, I just remembered I had like another really bad one. I was dropping Layla off to, so basically grandmas are my biggest grief trigger. I think you guys, yeah, you should already know that if you've listened to our podcast, I just, yeah, can't, cannot handle seeing grandmas. And I had a massive uh, bomb hit when I was dropping Layla to daycare once and a grandma was dropping uh, her granddaughter off. She was around the same age as Layla and she held the door open for us and then was like doting over my child and I was not okay. I just remember like in the moment I was just suppressing it all. I probably looked like I needed to go to the toilet really badly or something, but I was just like holding it together. And then I ran back to the car after I dropped her into daycare and I just let rip and I did the ugliest cry in the car, in the car park. Um, that was fun. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's a massive trigger, isn't it? And like, when you're just trying to hold it together as well, like I've been in meetings before, like really like senior client meetings and I've had like a bomb come out of nowhere and I'm trying to like present some ideas and I've been like, just trying to hold it together. All you want to do is let it out. Yeah, it's so hard. So Sarah says, just feel it and let the tears out. It doesn't matter if people see it. I mean, I probably should have should have in the moment, but then I feel like the grandma would have been like trying to comfort me and maybe would have made me feel worse. But yeah, I think it is important too, though. If you can't get to a safe space or a private space, it is okay to cry. Crying is absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. Josephine says, take a moment to stop. Try your best to breathe and sit down if you can. It's a really good idea. Tula says, allow yourself to feel it whilst deep breathing, releasing and grounding yourself. Love these. Mm, They're great. Sharing her recent grief bomb experience, Erin says, I'm a nurse at the same hospital where my dad passed away. That's got to be difficult. So hard. When I was dealing with an emergency with a patient recently, I stepped out to speak to the patient's parents to explain what was going on. And the patient's mother became emotional. And I asked if I could hug her. As she cried on my shoulder, I could feel my emotions welling up inside me. And I had to quickly excuse myself to an empty room where I proceeded to sob. I was so triggered by her reaction and knowing the fear of having been in their shoes only three months prior... I work a lot, work a lot of the time is a big trigger for me. And I just, it really hit me out of nowhere at the most inconvenient of times. Erin, that has got to be, I can imagine very difficult working in um, an environment that reminds you of your dad um, and, and that situation. So yeah, especially only three months out. That's just very recent as well. You poor thing. Sounds like you, um, you've got some kind of mechanisms in place to be able to cope when the triggers hit at work. But um, yeah, lots of love to you. That's got to be difficult. Yeah. Miss Katie Lynn 313 says, have a friend that you can call and text or best hug. Yeah. I think that's a really good um, advice, Katie, because sometimes it's good to have someone that you know well and that you can trust to have almost as your emergency contact in those situations, like someone that you know will be there for you and you can kind of say, look, if I have a really 
griefy sort of spell or if a grief bomb hits me can I just call you and just sob it out or just talk you through what's going on I think that's a really good idea um talking of what helps her when a grief bomb hits leader Martine Ross says remember that everyone has to go through grief and to love is to grieve absolutely beautiful and hello to later I think it's later or later she works with a friend of mine one of my old colleagues so it was a really beautiful like connection that happened recently so hello lots of love to you love that Chels Jasmine says that when a grief bomb hits she finds it helpful to go outside and look up at the moon Beth Marshall hello Beth shout out to Beth lean into the emotions and let the tears flow And Claire says, you need to make time to feel it as soon as possible. Don't bury it. Absolutely. We're big advocates for letting the emotions arise and feeling it and not suppressing it because it's got to come out. Um, Jess says, one of the best takeaways from CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, um, for me has been to ground myself in the moment when breathing, and mindful um, mindfulness activities really help me not run away from those feelings. It's been a really helpful practice and a skill that um, I've learned and has enabled me to pause, stand back and be aware that I'm not in that place or that reality. CBT. We love a bit of CBT, don't we? Yeah, it's helped we do. both of us. Definitely. So she says, I'm here now, which is the thing you've got to tell yourself, like I'm here in this moment now and I'm safe. And it takes practice, but the simple act of breathing, it works wonders when you feel like you're about to have a panic attack. So if you guys have listened to our, what episode? I can't remember what episode, but I had a really, really bad panic Mm -hmm. attack. And it was the first one I've had in in a long time. And it took me by surprise, but I was pushing through and just focusing on my breath because yeah, it's the best best thing that we can do in that moment is breathe really deeply. And Suesi says, I found out I was pregnant one month exactly after my mum passed away. I'm so sorry. It was a surprise and it has been really hard and confusing dealing with the grief and also the happy feelings of being pregnant. Last month we had a gender reveal party and I told myself I was going to be happy this day and not to have any sad thoughts about my mum not being here for this pregnancy like how she was for my last. And I did it. Happy thoughts only for the entire day. The next day I was driving home and I was craving my mum's shepherd's pie and it hit me out of nowhere that I will never have my mum's food again and I just broke down. And every sad, griefy thought related to my mum and my pregnancy that I had not allowed myself to have hit me all at once and it was just a long, griefy day. But I realised I needed to have that moment and I couldn't just keep suppressing those thoughts and feelings because that's just not healthy. So I let myself feel and then the next day I went to see my therapist and that helped so sorry you know that is so tough and like being pregnant as well and grieving and it's just yeah so so hard but you did absolutely all the right things and I love that on that special day as well that you told yourself I'm just going to be happy today I'm going to allow myself to feel joy that's something that I did for my daughter's second birthday and it really worked and it really helped like I had a bit of grief like arise in the morning and I just sat with how I felt then and then I just let myself um enjoy the day um but yeah little things like realizations that you're not going to eat their food again massive grief triggers Mm. but yeah you did all the right things and seeking out a therapist is is a great idea as well when you're having one of those really griefy days 
Really, really is. Nada says, have someone that you can call to call or go to. When it gets really bad, having someone else really is one of the main things that helps me. Grief can be far too heavy to carry on your own. And sometimes you need someone to lift you. I absolutely agree, Nada. And Mira says, talking about triggers and grief bombs. Yesterday, I attended the funeral of a close friend's dad. It was the first funeral since mum died in April. And it was one where it was a loss of a parent as well. I didn't think about how, how much of a big trigger it could be until my friends who were also attended started checking in on me. My friend who lost his dad and his family, so whose funeral it was, was so kind and sensitive when I was there, asking me if I was okay and how I felt being there. Their sensitivity and kindness absolutely floored me and without expectation. And unexpectedly at at the time, their kindness really did help me to cope. And just letting me know that it was okay for me not to be okay and that they were there for me allowed me to process that this was a difficult day for me too because it brought back lots of feelings. And seeing the coffin just coming out of the hearse completely floored me and my poor husband had to go and get a new mask from the car because before we'd even got into the funeral hall, it was soaked through from my tears. bless her. I absolutely feel you on that, Mira. Like I haven't been to a funeral since... Uh, my mum's but I remember at my mum's funeral like I was I felt okay until the cough like the coffin you know came out of the hearse and that was when I just I was floored as well so I'm yeah I can absolutely imagine how that would be a huge trigger anyway oh I was just gonna tell you my story I went to one shortly after mum died and it was my mum's auntie so she was like I think in her late eighties or nine, early nineties. And I was such a mess. I literally like ran out of the place and was out in the pouring rain, like full on having a massive like grief bomb. And I had to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Mm. I don't even really know why, why I tried to, but yeah, funerals are really triggering. Mm. And Mira continues. I think I felt better knowing that I could cry and feel the way that I was feeling. And that was okay. And crying itself is cathartic and it helped me release some of the grief and sadness on that day. And it reminded me of the Nagoski sisters and their work on burnout and breaking the stress cycle. Not sure if you've heard of this, but applying it to grief, I felt the same release when you can get when you break the stress cycle and it really helps me cope with the griefy feelings. Basically, it's a fancy way of saying that we all, what we all kind of know already, and that is that crying, going for a walk, talking for, to a friend, getting some sleep, etc., are all things that help us cope and give us a lift. I think that, you know, first and foremost, Mira, I'm so glad that you had that support on that day. I think just having that permission to know that it's okay to feel sad and that if you do feel triggered, that you've got the support around you is so important. And secondly, yes, I love that book by the, um, it's by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Um, and guys, we'll link it in the show notes, but it's called Burnout, Solve Your Stress Cycle. And it's really, really, really good. I read it a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, and there's some great suggestions in there for completing um, sort of dealing with stress and burnout. And I think it probably can apply to a lot of us who are experiencing grief as well, because it is emotionally and physically exhausting. So we'll link that in the show notes. Thanks for that suggestion, Mira. Um, anyone that's a reader or might be interested in that it's definitely a book that's worth checking out 
Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. And Claudia says, my dad recently passed away. And on that same day, I went to get a coffee for my mom and me. When I got to the store, I saw a father holding hands with his daughter and I was angry at them, angry at the world, angry that I lost my dad and she still had hers. I burst into tears before I even got out of the car. I didn't know I would feel that triggered that that same day because I'd never experienced a loss before. I had to consciously tell myself to take a step back because I knew my dad would not have wanted me to be mad at strangers for being happy. I took some breaths and remembered that I had the best dad in the world who set a foundation for me to thrive regardless of who I was in my life. I started looking at old pictures because even though I felt so much pain, I felt so much comfort in knowing that I spent 24 years building a strong relationship with my dad that no one could ever take away. What a beautiful note to finish on, Claudia. And yeah, it's just, I'm absolutely sorry for your loss. It's devastating, but you did all the right things. And that is something that we talked about in our previous Grief Tip Tuesday is just trying to find gratitude in those moments can sometimes help us. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for all your wonderful tips. Some really, really good ones today, guys. And I think it's really important to know that you're not alone in feeling these feelings and that other people um, are going through a similar experience. So we hope that some of these tips um, and even the stories that we've shared today bring you a little bit of comfort and might help you in your day to day the next time a g-bomb hits hopefully it's not on the dance floor when the beat drops hey in <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut that up. was a good one i like that one <laughs> fine we won't cut it out then um thank you guys and just a reminder we have set up a facebook group it's called good morning grief community you can find the link in our bio on our instagram it's a great place if you're needing a little bit of extra support and comfort through your loss and connect with other people who know exactly what you're going through and And we will be back next week with more exciting Grief Tip Tuesdays and take care. Lots of love, guys. See you next week.